0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week, Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 530. It's going to be a discussion between me and my great co-host, Adrian, and we're going to be discussing all things email, the different types of email, the different type of services, that will send you email. We'll be covering the whole world of email, me and Adrian. And I'm just going to introduce my great co-host, Adrian. Would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the new listeners and
0: viewers? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian. I am the CEO and founder of Groundhog. We help small businesses that use WordPress launch their funnel and grow their list and scale their business with proven digital marketing and automation tools.
1: And I'm um, the founder of WP Tonic. We build um, courses for entrepreneurs, for educational institutes. If you're into courses, we build, support, maintain, and host your learning management system with the full package which you can get at wp tonic before we go into the main part of the show i also want to talk about one of our great sponsors and that's kinster they've been sponsoring the show for over three years now i use kinster for the wp tonic main website for the past couple of years fantastic service um, if you're looking for a premier WordPress hosting provider for yourself or for your clients, for WooCommerce or for Callspace uh, website, I can't highly recommend Kinster enough to you. You get um, Google technology plus a fantastic custom interface fantastic support and all the technology bells and whistles that you're looking for not only for your own websites for your client websites so go over have a look at what kinster has to offer if you decide to buy for yourself or for your clients also tell kinster you heard about them on the wp tonic show and their ongoing support over the come a few years has been much welcomed so, Agent, um, how do we start the discussion about all things email?
0: Uh, so, I suppose we can start off with talking about the different kinds of email that's out there. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, I run an email marketing company. That's that's really what we specialize in. Is we we help or we provide tools that help small businesses communicate with their customers through email and SMS as well, but mainly email so over the last 8 years i've been in this industry yeah 8 years now because i was like in infusionsoft for for 5 and then we're going on 3 at groundhog here so yeah just about 8 years i've been in this industry uh we i've learned a few things about good uh, email practices and bad email practices um so I'm going to start the conversation off with the fact that there are two kind, or sorry, there's three kinds of email in the world. So the first kind of email out there is the one that people who have been around longer than myself are pretty familiar with back when email was first invented, and that's the personal email. So that's, you know, person A sending an email that says, how are you, to person B Maybe they're trying to book a meeting. Maybe they just want to catch up. Maybe they just want to um, follow up on something. Email is something that a lot of us use every single day. Uh, We use Gmail. We use Outlook. We use Office 365. And those are the clients that we use in order to manage our personal emails. So sending one-off emails from person A to person B. So that's the first kind of email that exists.
1: And that that is subdivided into two areas. You've got the area like, you got Gmail, so it will be JonathanDenwood at gmail.com, and you've got Yahoo, and then you got, um, for a business, you'd be highly recommended to have your email linked to your domain, so Jonathan at WPtonic.com, haven't you?
0: Yeah, so you can, I mean, you can use email clients like Google, Outlook, Office 365, Yahoo, or you can, there's, open source clients out there that you can use for your personal email, which is hosted with cPanel or WPHM or just on your server, right? So, and you can create personal email accounts through those. So, you have have essentially, but those are all wrapped up under what we call personal email. Uh, The next kind of email is we have something that we call transactional email. Now, transactional email is often confused with promotional email, which is the third category, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. Transactional email are emails that are for commercial purposes, but are not promoting or requesting that you take any sort of action. So transactional emails could qualify as password reset requests, so If you use WordPress, you've probably reset your password a couple times. When you receive that password reset request, that is a commercial-purpose email, um, and it is a transactional email because it's something that you specifically requested. Now, uh, other kinds of emails, billing reminders. So if you have some sort of subscription with a company and you receive a billing reminder that says, hey, your subscription is about to renew, that's a transactional email if you have an email that goes out to say, let's say, confirm your email address after you sign up for a new account, that is a transactional email as well. And these are often confused with uh, what I'm going to categorize in the third category is promotional emails. So transactional emails uh, don't have the same requirements as promotional emails. For example, they don't need, for example, the unsubscribe link. Uh, they don't need all of the compliance and stuff and, and information, and they don't necessarily need to abide by Castle GPR because there are emails that are specifically sent for the sole purpose of providing a specific set of information that the customer requested or is uh, required by law. Password reset, billing reminders, you know, uh, account completion stuff, et cetera, et cetera. The third category is the promotional email. So that is when you set a broadcast to your entire list of 10,000 people that says, we have a sale going on right now and you need to click this link to go buy and get 20% off or whatever. That's not a transactional email. That is a promotional email. That's the stuff that goes into the promotions folder on Gmail. And it's really important that the distinction is made between that kind of email and transactional and personal Because lately I've been getting a lot of people coming on into the community um, and they're confused about why we're saying that they can't use Gmail, Office 365 or Outlook to deliver their transactional and promotional emails.
1: Well, it's not only that, it's also, um, like like I said in my advert for Kinsta, Kinsta don't provide email services but there's a lot of other hosting providers where you can utilize the email functionality of your hosting provider, but you're you would be highly advised not to, wouldn't you?
0: Absolutely. And can you
1: explain why you shouldn't do that?
0: So uh, the, so the 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 issue and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to clarify the issue. So the issue is that if you're using an open source tool like Groundhog in order to send emails, uh, you can set it up in a way that it uses maybe G Suite or Out- Office 365 or Outlook or your hosting's email service as your transactional and promotional email provider. Even though those are technically the same things that you would use as your personal email providers, because that's really what the hosting email service is for. It's so you can use the webmail client in order to manage your personal emails between person A and person B, which is the first category of email. The reason why this is a problem is because if you confuse the types of email senders which are authorized in order to manage transactional and promotional email on your behalf with your personal email senders, you are going to end up getting your domain, your IP, your email, blacklisted spam folders, just lots of nasty, nasty stuff. Uh, I had a conversation with a new client recently, and they are setting up SMTP, their SMTP connection with their website through Office 365. And after every step of the conversation, I I messaged, I I, I tacked on to my support ticket with him. It's like, I highly recommend that you do not pursue this line of inquiry and you switch to a dedicated transactional service. And his response to that was, why should I do that? Because if I'm using a personal email service, I'm going to not, you know, end up in spam folders because it's technically personal email. And maybe that would have worked five, six, seven years ago. But here's the here's the problem with that. Email clients, Gmail, Outlook, Office 365, Yahoo, are very smart. They're not dumb. Maybe at one point in time, they were dumb. And they didn't know how to compare literally billions of emails sent per day, uh, viewing open rates, click-through rates, and discussing between each other, which senders are authorized and which senders have poor or, or good domain reputation. So picture this. You send a transactional or promotional email to a list of 10,000 people through Office 365, which is a personal email service provider. It is not designed and was never designed to handle promotional and transactional email. Google or Gmail... Let's say you send it out to a Gmail address. Let's say adrian.tobe at gmail.com, for example. I receive that email. Uh, or uh, rather, Gmail receives that email. And they see a couple things about it. Number one, they see that it has an unsubscribed link, tons of links in it. Uh, it's formatted HTML, which most personal, personal emails are not, or at least they have minimal HTML in them. Um, and they're able to decide or to confirm to themselves that this is probably a promotional email or, and, you know, in better case, a transactional email of some kind. Because Google can tell. That's why they have the promotions and the updates folder because they can tell what's promotional, what's transactional, and what's personal. That's why they have those different folders because they know. So that's that's going to then do something. Uh, they're going to be able to tell what kind of email it is purely based on the content, but then they're going to check where it's actually coming from. Now, since Office 365, Outlook, Gmail, etc. are all personal email clients, not dedicated to sending transactional promotional email, they're going to say, this person's probably a spammer because they're using a free service or maybe it's paid service. It depends on uh, your plan, but they're using... A personal service in order to send transactional promotional emails, so they're probably spam. So you end up in spam. They notify you, whatever your service provider is—Outlook or Office 365, Gmail, etc.—and then your account gets you know suspended, and your IP address is put on a blacklist, and then, yeah, it's and just you, and
1: you find you find that gradually a lot of your personal email is not and that's that's in when your personal people email, spam and other things. And so it gets flaky, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, so your, if your transactional email uh, using Office 365 or Outlook starts getting those spam complaints because you can mark emails as spam, you can mark emails as bounce or whatever. So once that starts happening, that's when your personal email address is no longer hit the mark because you're using a personal sending email service in order to deliver your transactional email. That's going to adversely affect your personal emails as well. If you, that IP reputation goes down and your domain reputation goes down because of sending those emails through your personal email service then your personal emails that you actually are trying to send are no longer going to hit the mark either. And that's no good. You don't want that because if you're trying to, you know, follow up with someone, let's say a potential customer, and they're not able to see your emails because guess what? They're all bouncing or your domain was blocked. Then that, that, that sale goes out the window. And then you basically start from, from square one where you have to go out and then find a new email sender. So, it's super important that the distinction between the types of email out there personal, transactional, and promotional. There are different sending services for those three different kinds of email. And when you're setting up your email marketing and your business, you have to be aware that you are responsible for knowing this and going out and procuring licenses and subscriptions with various different companies in order to have the different services for the different kinds of email. Now, you most of the time, you are totally able to bundle promotional and transactional email into the same service. That's usually a non-issue because... Depending on the type of email that you send, it's, you know, you don't really have to worry about it all too much. Although you can separate transactional and promotional output into different accounts as well. So what kind of email services exist out there in order to actually enable you to send all three Yeah,
1: kinds of- Well, we we covered that in the second half age, and it's amazing. And we're we're coming up to 15 minutes. It goes quick. Um, so we're going to be covering that in the second half of the show with Adrian, who really does know what he's talking about. Um, we'll be back in a few moments.
0: Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need Tonic as your trusted white label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPtonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to WP Tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's WP Tonic, just like the podcast. Email. Are we doing any sponsors today?
1: Fun. Are we doing the sponsors today? Yes, I'm going to do your sponsorship, Adrian. I'm just saying that email, um, one of the older technologies, but still totally crucial. And what we're discussing does cause a lot of confusion. And I thought Adrian was the right person to discuss it with. So before we go into the main part, of the second half, I want to talk about Groundhog. You know, Groundhog. Um, it's just a fantastic product. I've been so happy that it came on the market. We actively use it at WP Tonic for our clients. And basically, it's a native CRM system, marketing optimization. Um, been looking for a really rock solid product like Groundhog for a number of years. And then Adrian and his team came on the market. It's been growing For the past year, I highly recommend it to you listeners and viewers. If you're um, looking for your clients or for yourself, a native CRM system that really works and has an intuitive and easy to use interface, go over to Groundhog. They have a free product as well, um, which you can try out the system and then buy one of their packages, which is also great value. So, like I say, go over to Groundhog, have a look what they've got to offer, and buy one of their packages. So, um, before I rudely interrupted you, Adrian, um, you were just about, I
0: think, to talk about the, um, the different, the different kinds of services for the yeah. different kinds of email out there. So, uh, most of us are familiar with marketing automation and CRM by this point, because that's what Groundhog does. Um, there are other providers out there as well. There's like ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft, HubSpot, Salesforce, Marketo, ConvertKit, uh, MailChimp. There's there's so many. Uh, Ask a question providers. before
1: we we go into that. The transactional email you can use for. Because I know you've got your own service, Mailhawk, Mail isn't it? Yeah. Um, and then you've got like services like SendGrid, and there's a, then there's a couple others.
0: Um, what do they actually do? So I'm going to get to that as part of my upcoming spiel. All right, so for the promotional email category, whatever you're using to manage your promotional emails will generally have a sending service in order to manage that. So if you're using, let's say, ActiveCampaign or Infusionsoft, they have their own servers and their own email services in order to ensure that promotional email successfully reaches the inbox without uh, negatively affecting your domain and IP reputation because they're using their own IP address in order to authorize the transaction of, of said email. So if you're using those kinds of services, like and, and, and MailChimp, again, another example, they are taking care of your promotional email so that you do not have to route that through your own email sending service. So hopefully that makes sense. So typically, if you're using that, you're you're, you're good. On the other hand, if you are, say, using an open source alternative like Groundhog or maybe something like Modic um, or another WordPress CRM, or you're just trying to send an email from your WordPress site, then you are responsible for getting... Uh, an actual transactional slash promotional email service on your own that doesn't come bundled. You actually have to go direct to the providers. Now, this is uh, when it gets a little bit in the weeds um, because when you when you load up WordPress on a lot of hosts, email just comes with it. You think, I don't need to worry about email because it's just included. That's not necessarily the case because again, The service that's usually included with the hosting is a personal email service, and it's usually on a shared hosting account. So that means you and a thousand other websites are sharing the same IP address to send emails. So their uh, usage of that email can directly impact your sending ability. And conversely, you can totally tank a server's IP address by using uh, your website in order to send lots of emails. So no good all in all. This is when you would go find services like MailHawk, which is a transactional slash promotional email service that, that I am part of. We specialize in delivering WordPress email, let's password reset notifications, WooCommerce, billing orders, and anything that comes out of Groundhog, for example, is something that MailHawk would be available to send on your behalf. We have our own IP addresses. We have our own reputation management systems. We have all of that stuff. So we do all of like the white label handling of email for you. And then the only thing that you're concerned about is connecting it to your website and uh, verifying that we are able to send email on your behalf through various DNS settings and adding a couple of records to your DNS setup. Other providers you, that are notable, if you're using SendGrid, very, very, very popular option For both transactional uh, and promotional emails. We have a very good integration with SendGrid and Groundhog. Uh, And it's usually going through a transactional email provider is much cheaper than going through a CRM directly. For example, if you're using Groundhog and SendGrid, then your investment is whatever the yearly license fee is for Groundhog, like $480. Uh, And then you're paying around $14 a month with SendGrid to send up to 40,000 emails per month. Or 14, yeah, no, it is 40. It's 40,000 emails per month, which is a lot more than you'd usually get for the same value on, let's say, a a SaaS-based email marketing provider. For example, MailChimp or or ActiveCampaign. So there's also, you can go through Amazon Web Services. They have their own uh, email sending service as well. It's called Simple Email Service pretty simple. Uh, You can set that up with Groundhog and and we help broker that a lot. And it's a thousand emails for something like 10 cents. It's 10 cents per thousand email uh, rated usage. So there's no monthly fee associated with that. It's just you pay for what you use. So that's also an incredibly popular option as well. And the reason you need SendGrid, MailHawk or AWS is because uh, you are essentially offloading the responsibility of getting your email to the inbox to those persons. So they handle all of the IP reputation, they handle the domain reputation, uh, they handle the spam, they handle the blacklist, they handle everything on your behalf so you don't have to, and so that your personal emails that you're using with Outlook, Office 365, or Gmail, or Yahoo, continue to reach that person's inbox. Because again, if you are relying on your personal email to send transactional promotional emails if those start bouncing or getting marked as spam you can be damn sure that your personal emails will suffer the consequences as well now if you're using a transactional email service and guess what your emails bounce or they get marked as spam or people complain or or whatever that interaction will not negatively affect your personal emails Because it's a different service taking care of it, even though it's technically the same domain name. So this is how you separate those emails, protect yourself, because that's super important. And that's why using personal email services for promotional and transactional emails from your WordPress website, from Groundhog or anything, is no bueno, not a good idea. (laughs)
1: How do these different services handle different levels of, of your email being marked as spam? You know, um, I'd imagine it, it's. I would imagine that's a complicated question because I'd imagine they have all different um, ways of dealing with how much you know what a level of spam is acceptable and when it it isn't, and they start mm-hmm. approaching the sender that's using
0: the lines in their service, don't they? So, okay, well, I'll start off with the customer-to-service relationship. So when you sign up for something like SendGrid, for example, uh, you sign up for a plan, you have support, you have 40,000 emails per month that you can send out. For them to be able to broker the transaction, of you sending an email and them delivering to the client, you also have to agree to a couple things. Number one, They will not tolerate spammers. So if your sole purpose is to send people scammy emails and send spam that people don't want, by the way, the definition of spam is whatever the customer thinks it is. So as soon as your emails start getting marked as spam in the inbox... Uh, which they get notified of, by the way, because there's backdoor reputation management systems that we had to set up for MailHawk, for example, to communicate with Office 365, Gmail, and Outlook to be able to say, when you click that spam button, we get notified. And if that starts to happen, you have a threshold. Let's say it's 3%. So if 3% of your emails are marked as spam, they're going to deactivate your account. And then you have to go through a reputation reclamation process, which means that you have to get on, fill out a survey, being like, this is why it wasn't spam. This is why people marked it as spam. We're not going to do it again. We're really, really really sorry. Please reactivate our account. Is basically the, the reputation reclamation process. And most senders uh, have this. So AWS has this process, Uh, I remember, so this was actually a mistake back in the early days. Uh, We loaded up a list of fake email addresses that we generated that we were using for testing just on a local host site while we were testing some stress load. Uh, And we accidentally used our live API credentials to actually send a bunch of emails to those fake email addresses. And what happened? Guess what? Like 80 to 90% of them returned as bounces. And the bounce threshold on AWS is like 1%. So immediately like our account got got uh, shut down and I had to jump on support and I had to go through, here's what happened here. Now here's why we're not going to do it again. Here are the steps that we've taken to make sure that this doesn't happen so that your IP reputation doesn't go down in the future. And we had to go through that process. That was a mistake we made a couple years ago. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how senders, so SendGrid, AWS and, and ourselves MailHawk protect our overall user's IP reputation is we, if we see that someone is kind of getting out of line, we cancel it and then they have to go through and explain their process and say, why here, here's why you you should reactivate my account. They usually have thresholds and on the flip side. So let's talk about the uh, relationship between, the transactional email senders. So if I'm SendGrid or MailHawk or AWS, what's the relationship between them and the email clients, right? Because that's a different relationship. So the email senders, uh, if you're familiar with Stripe or PayPal, what are those? Those are payment gateways. So Stripe and PayPal simply broker the transaction. They're a middleman between whoever's credit card Right, and the business's bank account. They're just middlemen. SendGrid, AWS, MailHawk are all essentially also middlemen. They broker the transaction between getting the email from your business to that person's inbox, to your customer's inbox, Uh, which means that they need to maintain relationships on both sides. Middlemen need to maintain relationships. So they have a relationship with the customer, which I just talked about. It's a very, very one-sided relationship. Uh, The customer pays money and has to maintain, you know, below certain thresholds in order to be able to allow to use the service. And then the transactional email service has to maintain relationships with all of the blacklist providers, as well as all of the personal email clients, the big boys, Gmail, Outlook, Office 365, and Yahoo. And they had to develop relationships and essentially pay a lot of money to maintain those relationships in order to make sure that their IP addresses don't end up on blacklists, and are blocked, and that they continue to get through to those personal inboxes, right? A lot of businesses that use Office 365, for example, have pretty like strict firewall protection in order to block anything but purely transactional and personal email. So no promotion email even ends up in the spam folder. It just gets rejected. And they're constantly fighting with whoever's in charge of the email reputation gods over at Gmail, Outlook, Yahoo, to say, hey, listen, you know, we're, we're doing all of these things to make sure that our customers are sending good email. So you should let our customers' good email get through to the inbox. And that is the relationship that's happening on that end. So there's actually a lot of personal communication going on between the email senders and the email clients in order to say, we need you to start delivering these emails or else our business is going to falter and then our our customer's business is going to falter because they're not able to deliver on their promises. So that's how that kind of relationship works.
1: Well, we're coming up to the half hour mark. Are you okay to stay on for another 10, 15 minutes for bonus? And I'll be asking some questions of Adrian about Groundhog, um, about setting up a native system the best way and also talking about some of the some of the SaaS systems as well and the things you need to know if you come to choosing the right service for your particular needs and setup. So Adrian, what's the best way for people to find out more about you and Mailhog? Uh, uh so groundhog, groundhog sorry. <laughs> Mailhog groundhog. Oh, you can
0: find more about MailHog Groundhog at groundhogwith two Gs.io uh, you can pick up our free Promotional and transactional email product, Groundhog, which is a free CRM and marketing automation plugin for WordPress. Uh, so you can pick that up at groundhogwith2gs.io. Uh, instructions to get started with MailHawk are embedded in the plugin itself. Uh, MailHawk will allow you to send promotional and transactional emails directly from your WordPress website with minimal hassle.
1: That's great. And if you want to really support the show, go over to YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Pardon me. Um, I'm going to be putting up more um, kind of training educational um, videos up on the channel. But it's already got over, I think, almost 520, 530 videos on the channel with um, a mixture about all sorts of subjects, topics around WordPress and online marketing. So you can really feast out if you go over to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. And subscribe for us and also give us some feedback. That would be fantastic. We'll be back next week with either an internal discussion between me and Adrian around the world of marketing, optimization, email, or we'll have a great guest. we we'll see you next week, folks. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.